Hi everyone, welcome to season two of the Two Woke Girls podcast. My name is Lauren. And I'm Kayla. And we're back for another season. It's season two. So exciting. We made it through the bulk of quarantine, I guess. I hope. I hope that was kind of the end of the big part. And we're back recording for season two and I'm so excited to be back. I was just saying to Kayla, we haven't recorded because the last time we recorded was the end of January because we had pre-recorded all the episodes so it's been about like three and a half months. So much has happened since then. Yeah so in today's episode we're gonna be kind of doing a bit of a catch-up catching you guys up on what's been happening the last three and a half months I guess. Um, A little bit about like quarantine what we've been doing maybe we'll throw in some travel stories as well (laughs) from my from my travels abroad. Before we get into the episode as always we get into what our favorite product was this week and then a lesson or reflection of the week so kale do you want to take it away with your favorite product this week my favorite product this week and for the past about three and a half months yeah has been this coco cabana cream it's from sol de janeiro which is the like the Brazilian bum bum cream. Yeah. So I think that's the one that like everyone knows and loves. Yeah. Obviously iconic. I love that one too. But I've just been obsessed with this, the Coco Cabana cream. It's, it smells like a vacation in a bottle. Ugh. You know, when you just like open something up and then you put it on, it literally just feels like I'm laying on a beach, which is what I want to be doing right now. Mm-hmm. Brings relaxation to my day. So that's, I've just been obsessed with that. Yeah. That's that been one's, my product. Yeah. Those creams smell so good and they're so expensive, but I feel like it's just worth it because they just smell so freaking good. It just you to another place. Yeah, it does. That's probably because I'm big into the, I guess it's like an orangey yellow, like the original one. Right. I would say that's probably one of my favorite smells in the entire world. Yeah. It smells so good. So if you ever have the opportunity to smell it, um, 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> it's really good. What is your favorite product then this week, Lynn? So my favorite product this week, I don't know if you could call this a product. I guess it's a book. Okay. okay yeah. Okay. So I found this book. Okay, I didn't find it. It was a recommendation and it's called Before We Were Strangers. This book ruined me in the best way possible. I know that's so dramatic. What kind of book is it? It's a romance book, which usually... Okay, so as we know, I'm a big book person, but I like self-help books. Right. That kind of thing. Not usually like a fiction. Yeah, I'm not usually a fiction type gal, but I kind of made it like a thing that I was going to read more fiction books. Yeah, I also don't read love stories necessarily, but this book... Oh my god, if you are looking for a good love story, I cried. I sat on my couch and cri- I read it in two days. I have to read it now. It's so I've good. I've been looking for a good book to read. It's so good. I just sat on my couch and cried. The love story is so beautiful. I just, I couldn't recommend it enough to anyone. Honestly, it's so good. So that was my favorite product this week and I like I'm jealous now of people who get to read it for the first time <laughs> because it was so good yeah but yeah we'll link it in the show notes it's called before we were strangers and just a 10 out of 10 experience i truly loved it i can't wait to read it yes you have to and kale what was your lesson or reflection of the week my lesson i feel like i've been thinking so much about like just i think a lot of people have been having kind of this revelation while we're in like this isolation period Mm -hmm. just like how short life is yeah and it really makes you think at least for me like just being in the midst of a pandemic it really just makes me think about like you know what I want my life to be like like why I would spend any of my time in this life like doing something that I'm not enjoying so just kind of yeah life is too short and don't let anyone like tell you how to live your life because like it's obviously yours to live and also just kind of like again I feel like this is kind of a theme for me but just I'm always remembering to just like trust myself like you know what is right for you and you know when something is wrong and there's so many times where somebody will you know say to you like oh well that doesn't make sense or like I don't agree with you or whatever But it's really just, like, if you're relying on somebody else to tell you, whatever, if you, like, are, if you're at a crossroads and you're like, I don't know whether I want to go this way or go that way, you can ask for advice from people, but nobody knows, like, your soul knows what to do, I feel like. Mm -hmm. So nobody can tell you 
how to act in that situation, you're the only one that has that inside of you. Yeah. So just a lot of like, yeah, self-trust and just kind of, I've really been reflecting on making moves that will support the life I want to live and how I want to spend my time. I love that. That's so true. Yeah. And I feel like that's something I've always admired about you though, is I feel like you're very sure of yourself. Like when you make a decision, you know for a fact I'm more wishy-washy than that. I feel like when I make a choice, I'm like, is that the right decision? And then I end up being like happy about the decision. But I always like appreciate that about you is I feel like you really like trust yourself and trust that it's like gonna work out and then you know what's like best for you in in the end. That's true. I was talking to my mom about that last night actually yesterday and I was saying like I've always felt like that's the one thing that I've always had and I always will have is just being sure of who I am Mm -hmm. and like sure of myself and my capability and she was like oh for sure you've always had that yeah like since you were a kid like just so sure of myself even when I shouldn't be like for example yesterday I chopped my own hair off and it went really (laughs) badly and I don't know why I had the confidence to do that the funny thing about that is I was gonna say this to you when you were sending us snapchats that you cut your own hair I was like Kayla quarantine is it's not over but it's like nearing like the end most people week three or four were cutting their hair but you decided like what are we week I don't know eight or I know something and I have like I go to my friend Kelly she's an amazing hairdresser I'm pretty sure she's taking appointments in like two weeks but it just didn't even cross my mind I'm just like I'm gonna cut my hair today (laughs) and I told Abby I put on like I looked up a tutorial and I'm like okay I'm gonna like do it right so I'm like following the tutorial for like 15 seconds then like nah I got it like I know what I'm doing it went downhill so fast guys I don't even want to talk about it and then she ended up giving herself side bangs by accident it's like her scene (laughs) days when she was like in grade seven all over again you know yeah my goodness what has your lesson or reflection been this week I feel like my I feel like there's been so much that's gone through my head over the last two months yeah I feel like there's a lot that's happened obviously with everything that's going on in the world and I feel like I've been reflecting a lot similar to you also trying to figure out like yeah life is so short what do I want to do and I'm also at a crossroads in my life I came back from traveling and then all of a sudden I have like I graduated with a degree but what do I want to do with that degree like where do I want to go with this and so I've just been really trying to reflect on that and a couple weeks ago this has just been like a kind of a constant thing on my mind actually maybe it was more than a couple weeks ago but I've been thinking about how I can't plan anything and if you listen to any of our episodes you would probably know that I love to over plan the crap out of everything I for some reason just that's just who I am I love having a plan and I always had a plan when I was you know in school I was like once I graduate I'm gonna get like a good job and all this stuff and I don't know what kind of job I want. I don't know what I want to do. I'm just trying to figure that out. And right now is not really like the best time to be planning anything. I can't plan like any, like any time in advance, you know, I can't, I can plan to have a FaceTime date with someone like (laughs) next week, but I, I don't, I'm not able to you know, make plans for like going on a trip or when I want to move out or like what kind of job I want and all these things. So just learning to kind of like just be okay with everything that's going on and not trying to over plan everything. And I mentioned this to Kayla um, a couple weeks ago and she was just like, well, maybe that just means you're leveling up. Like you're learning, you're stepping into like something new and you're learning a new way of living not always trying to plan everything and like be in control of everything because you just can't right now exactly and that's that's like your natural nature and there's nothing wrong with that obviously yeah but I do feel like that's really true in my experience as well that when you're put in a situation where uh, it goes against your nature and goes against like you know you would normally want to plan things way in advance you want to know exactly what you're doing and now you're put in a situation where you can't do that at all Mm -hmm. it's really like 
I mean, my mom would say the same thing. Like, she's kind of the one who's taught me that. But that really puts you in the depth so that you have this great opportunity to, like, develop new skills mm-hmm. that you would have never you would have never put yourself in that situation like only the universe can do that for you right absolutely yeah yeah I think this was I think a lot of people are going through a big change and a big transformation in who they are because I feel like being in quarantine or just being in this state of just like idling and not being able to go anywhere yeah you're forced to like really I I know it's like cliche everyone's saying it but like you're forced to like really look uh, reevaluate everything in your life and one of our friends um Abby we've talked about her a couple times she put this quote on Instagram and it said something like remember when things go back to normal what we're so excited to rush back to right or something what's like worth th- going back yeah, to. yeah yeah what's worth actually going back to like evaluating what you actually value and like want to go back to after this is kind of like cleared up for sure obviously this is not it's not going to be cleared up today or tomorrow I mean we're living in in British Columbia and so things are a lot better than many parts of the world and things won't ever go back to the way they were before but yeah like think about what you actually want to go back to and what kind of like what you want your life to even look like like what you were just saying like yeah what will make you ultimately happy and like only you can decide that for yourself really yeah and if you're gonna let go of anything that's not serving you I mean it's really I just I feel like it's now's the time yeah definitely yeah now's the time just kind of like shed the old layers of things that no longer are like serve you or you know parts of your life that you feel like you've just outgrown I guess yeah and for me that would be like not personality traits but certain things like even we also talked about this I used to be like crazy like always had like couldn't even have a day off and didn't know what to do with myself and now I've had a plethora of days off (laughs) and I've really just had to like learn to just chill out just hang out and I know if my I don't think my dad listens to this but if I said hang out he would get so mad he hates that like people when he's like what what are you gonna go do I'm like I'm gonna go hang out with whoever and he hates that why I don't know he just like hates I don't know the term I guess he would just rather me be like oh we're gonna go like shovel some hay or something like he wants he wants to know what you're doing I guess or he wants to know that we're gonna be like doing something productive like active or productive not just he thinks when I say hanging out where you just like are like laying on the couch right which not wrong about that but sometimes yes yeah sometimes yes so yeah like just really I don't know stepping into who you are meant to be I went to see a psychic last week and she was saying she was just saying like how everyone is just transforming into another version of themselves and really like there's a lot of spiritual awakenings happening and everyone's kind of you know like stepping into another part another phase of their life so to speak which is awesome so yeah that was kind of a long intro but (laughs) um we have a lot to talk about I guess we have a lot to catch up on so let's get on into the episode So like we said in the intro, we just kind of wanted to have a bit of a catch-up episode, talk about where we've been, what we've been up to in the last, since we recorded last. So I guess I'll just start off by saying, as we heard a thousand times in season one, I went traveling to Asia. I went to the Philippines. Impeccable timing, by the way. (laughs) right like that I like as in I went and then all of a sudden yeah. shit hit the fan yeah so interesting dr- traveling the world during a global pandemic but not as interesting as you may think it I had so many people reach out to me while I was away asking what it was like over there and let me tell you you barely remembered it was happening. We were sleeping in dorm rooms with 15 people, coughing. You're, like, going out to the bar. You're sharing drinks. Like, you're basically, like, so close to people all the time. And everyone's sick. That's just, like, what happens when you're traveling. And And at that point, like, if I remember correctly... So down here, it was just starting to, like, we were just realizing that it was becoming really big. Yeah. And while you're there on the other side of the world, it was being treated basically as if it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. So you had no way of knowing, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be 
like going out to the bar or maybe I shouldn't be sharing drinks like that's just what people were doing it was fine yeah still. had no like obviously if you've ever been to Asia you know things aren't like super clean or anything there's right. not like in restaurants there's not a ton of like restrictions or like things that you have to do unlike in Canada where they have like health codes and all that kind of stuff so yeah, being there, I mean, when you're at the airports, everyone was wearing masks and they would check your temperature before you boarded the plane and would write your temperature on your boarding pass, essentially. And then every time you would enter into like a new country or a different part of the country, usually they would check your temperature again and you would have to fill out like a health form, like where you've been in the past 14 days, as well as really fun little anecdote for me. I never said this in any of the episodes because it was supposed to be a surprise, but I was actually supposed to go to China. It was April 5th to, I think, April 18th. We had all our hotels and flights and everything booked and I was going to surprise my cousin. So I had gone through the process of getting my Chinese visa. So I had gone to like, I paid like $250 or something and gone to the immigration office and all this stuff to get my Chinese visa. And when you get a Chinese visa, they glue it into your passport. So like you, there's no way of taking it out. Like it's just in there. So every time I would go through customs or anytime I would be at an airport, they'd see that and they're like, when were you in China? How long were you in China for? And I'm like, I was never in China. This is so awkward. Yeah, like, and hard it, to explain. Yeah, exactly. So, so other than that, that you really don't like. No one ever talked about it. Like I was in hostels and stuff. No one ever talked about it ever. Really, yeah. like. If anything, people were making jokes, which is not really funny, but like at the time we were, we didn't really realize like what, yeah, how serious it was. So yeah, I went to the Philippines, Indonesia, like Bali, and then I was in Thailand and I'd only been in Thailand for a week, I think, and things were really starting to get serious. This was early part of March, so things were really starting to get serious here at home. Yeah. Still in Thailand. It was barely, like, no one really talked about it. But then I got a text from my sister and she said, Manila, which is the capital city in the Philippines. I wasn't in the Philippines at the time, but they closed down or they were, like, on lockdown. And I just thought, oh, shoot, what if they do the same thing to Bangkok and then I can't get home? Right. And so I started getting a little bit nervous and my mom would never tell me to come home and she would never like she obviously was so happy that I was on this trip and I'd been gone for six weeks and she knew that I wanted to continue for like another month or so but she texted me and she's like maybe it's time that you come home because things are getting kind of bad at home at the time Justin Trudeau's wife had just tested positive and all that stuff so this was like yeah middle of March ish I came home on March 16th so it was like a few days before that so I got on booked a thousand dollar flight a one-way ticket but that was a lot better than a lot of people had to book like I looked later and they were like eighteen hundred dollars like a couple weeks later so I'm glad I came home when I did because I did have to isolate for two weeks like I couldn't I just like stayed in my room for two weeks I didn't see anyone except for my family really yeah yeah that was kind of why I came home I wasn't planning on coming home for another while but and at the time that you booked your flight I remember too like things really I felt like things escalated here so quickly like it was really such a rapid yeah escalation because I remember that right before you booked your flight you had texted me and said you know like I'm thinking of booking my flight home like all this stuff and I was kind of like you know like I think that you'd be fine if you stay Mm -hmm. and even like around that time my birthday is March 22nd so I was planning on doing a bunch of like stuff for my birthday all of this and it really was up until I mean a few days before you booked your flight I started so I guess what like March 12th something like that yeah. March 12th or something it was really within that one week where just all of a sudden things started closing down you know companies started saying okay work from home like it all just started happening so rapidly and then you really realize like it was such a good thing that you came home when you did because I think a lot of people at that point really didn't know which way it was gonna go Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah it was um definitely a mess and also too I get emails um I had signed up while I was still in Thailand getting emails from the I guess like Thailand embassy or something like that 
So they, or it was the Canada embassy for people traveling in Thailand. So I would get email updates. And basically when you would be traveling in Thailand, if I was still there, I would have to, it was 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Like you you had to stay inside. So there was curfews and you had to have like, good reason why you were traveling around like you couldn't just be traveling for fun so it was just it would have been a huge mess if I if I ended up staying so I'm really happy that I did come home obviously I feel robbed of yeah (laughs) you know and I'll we can talk about that in a bit but just like the disappointment of having to cut my trip like early honestly so grateful that I got to do six weeks away I am really grateful for that but I wasn't ready to come home and I came home and I was like oh do I have to start my life now like do I have to you know get uh, my career started or what's going on and I haven't started my career yet if anyone was spoiler alert but but yeah so I did have probably like the best six weeks of my life but it was cut short but I will go back and get to I didn't get to see nearly enough of Thailand. I saw Bangkok and one island. And I was like... Which island? Uh, Copenhagen. Oh, okay. I say that wrong. I'm sorry. Please don't yell at me, people. (laughs) I went to like a yoga and meditation retreat. And I was all zenned out at my yoga and meditation retreat. And then everyone's like, are you... Because when things started getting serious, I kept getting texts from everyone at home. They're like, are you coming home? Or like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? And then my mom's like, yeah, you should probably come home. And... And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll come home. And yeah, it was really disappointing. But I'm grateful that I could, I was able to come home and only had to pay a small price for a ticket. <laughs> and, you know, I was safe in my home country with my family. And yeah, I'm, I am grateful for being able to come back to Canada. And I wasn't stuck there or anything. So there definitely was some bright sides to that were a lot of the people that you were traveling with like were a lot of people heading home or not that you noticed a couple people that I had met while traveling uh some of them went home some of them stayed a little bit longer they were in different parts of Asia some of them stayed a little bit longer than I did and then they ultimately ended up going home so I don't think I know anyone that's still even there like I'm pretty sure everyone went home or went to somewhere else like they weren't gonna stay in Asia and the numbers in Asia I mean I haven't looked in a while because I kind of stopped reading the news and all that kind of stuff unless it's important because it just it really gets to you so but I think the numbers in Asia like aren't or in Southeast Asia right I could be wrong I don't know what they are I think that China just had another um like wave yeah from what I heard well that's really disappointing but yeah I thought I'd tell a couple little stories from my travels I don't know if anyone will find these interesting but the people that I have told these stories to thought they were pretty funny slash one of them okay I want to hear well I have two stories one of them is funny the other one is kind of scary but not scary like it won't keep you up at night but it was scary for me at the time so I'll tell the story that I had to sleep on the hostel floor (laughs) if you follow me on Instagram and saw this photo um you would know kind of what happened but anyways I had so many people reply to this Instagram story they're like oh my god are you okay (laughs) here we go I flew from Bangkok to it was called Surat Thani and it's basically the port where you take a boat to go to like the islands like Koh Samui, Koh Tao, and Copenhagen. I flew from Bangkok to there. It was midnight and I landed at the airport and I took an, uh, it's not Uber there, it's called Grab, but I took a Grab from there to get to my hostel because it was late at night and I'm a solo female traveler. I don't want to yeah. like, you know, take any risks so I get to the hostel and it's in a creepy area (laughs) and this is just like a transit town like no one stays there people just go there to get on the boat so it's midnight the hostel looks like it's closed not every hostel contrary to popular belief or belief in my eyes is open all night like not every hostel is 24 hours so anyways I get there the owner is standing outside having a cigarette but there's like a gate closing (laughs) the hostel so I was like Jesus what am I to do yeah so I get out grab driver grabs my bag gives it to me and 
the um, owner looks at me so confused. <laughs> like, and, what are you doing Yeah, here? <laughs> like, what are you doing here? And I was like, hi, I have a reservation. And he was like, okay, so confused. So he lets me come into the hostel and he's like looking on his computer and he's like, oh, you're early. So although it was midnight, I didn't have a booking till the next night. So oh he was like, gosh. oh, you're early. And I was like, oh, ha ha. Um, <laughs> Shoot. Can I please have a bag? <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess I had like, it's a long story, but basically I had messed up my flights and then I messed up like the hostel booking and all this stuff. So so he was like, um, yeah, you're early. And I was like, oh, uh, okay, well, can I just get a room for the night? And he was like, no, we're all full. And I was like, oh God. And then I was like, is there any other hostels close by or hotels or anywhere for me to stay? And he just said, no. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Good thing he spoke like good English. So I was like, no. Yeah, he was just like, no, um, we can set up a tent in the back for you, like in the backyard, I guess, for me to sleep in, which that would have been fine. I would have been okay with that. Then he was like, you can come upstairs and put your stuff up there. It was like a loft situation. So he was like, oh, you can sleep here and just points to like the hardwood floor with like a little mat on it. And he was like, yeah, you can sleep here. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. Can I use the bathroom? So I'm like brushing my teeth and I'm like, okay, I have a bunch of sweaters. I can use those as pillows or like I can... And this was, like, in the hallway, right? Yeah, like, like it wasn't literally in, in the hallway. Room. It wasn't in no. that in a room. It was, just like, in the open hallway. In the open hallway, yeah, yeah. So it was right outside their room, like, the owners, like, him and his wife. Anytime someone had to use the bathroom that was staying in the hostel, they had to walk past me. Oh, my god! And it was just so uncomfortable because people would just, like, look at me and be, like, confused like, why okay? I was sleeping on the floor. <laughs> so I go back upstairs, and God bless, this man's wife is making up a bed for me. I mean, it was a little thin and like a sheet and a pillow but anyways that was nice they gave me a fan so it wasn't so hot and then he also handed me bug spray because there was a gate to the front of the hostel not a door so mosquitoes would come in and stuff so it was like I was camping and for anyone that's ever called me high maintenance in my life I made sure I told them the story so that they couldn't think I was ever high maintenance um because I willingly I was like yeah I'll sleep on the floor I don't care like whatever yeah it is what it is. I that was, And you made it through the night. I made it through the night. And honestly, sleeping there was a lot nicer than some of the other places that I slept, like some <laughs> of the other hostels. So it really wasn't that bad. But Did they get you to pay to sleep on the floor? No. Oh, they nice. let me stay there for free. How nice. That's and then nice. I ended up staying there another night just because I didn't have my boat ticket um, paid for or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, they ended up letting me stay there for, uh, or I paid for the second night, but they let me stay there for free the first night. And That's so nice. very, very sweet, very sweet family. So shout out to them. It's called the Boundary Hostel in Saratthani. If you ever want to stay, <laughs> stay there, shout out to them. So yeah, that was my sleeping on the hostel floor, but that was like a true backpackers experience. Like yeah. I felt like after that I was like you know what I've really done it this is uh, this is real backpacking is sleeping on a hostel floor in the hallway and everyone would just walk past me and I had to pretend I was asleep because I just didn't (laughs) to not make them uncomfortable yeah and I didn't want them to like ask me questions yeah pretty much and then the other story is when I went to the hospital in the Philippines so I was so scared like during that time when you were I remember you telling me you were feeling like short of breath and Mm -hmm. you were having all these symptoms and I'm like oh my god what do we do yeah yes I was the first place you landed yeah so I was about two weeks into my trip or so and I was in the Philippines and I was taking a five-hour like bus ride to get to the airport to fly to another island to meet my sister so I was on the bus. I thought I was having a panic attack. I hadn't had a hadn't oh. had a panic attack in like years and I never had one like this. I was having shortness of breath. I was having just like all these symptoms of a possible panic attack. But we kept going in and out of cell service. So I was like trying to text like my friends and my family. And obviously there's a time difference and everything. So I'm like texting people and on the phone with people and Googling my symptoms. And obviously one of my main thing was my short, I was having a hard time breathing. And obviously that is also a 
um, symptom of coronavirus. So I was freaking out, obviously. I didn't know if I was like having a panic attack or if I got COVID, like what was going on. I was by myself. I was freaking out. So I was on this five hour bus ride and it couldn't have taken any longer. I got to my hostel that I was staying at near the airport and I only had, we got there like late at night and my flight was early in the morning. I was like, should I go to the hospital here in like in this city? I had healthcare luckily or health insurance. So I was like, what should I do? I'm like on the phone with my mom. I'm like, should I go to the hospital? Like, what do I do? Like, I'm really scared. I couldn't even go to sleep that night because I did end up sleeping for a couple hours, but because I couldn't breathe, I was just really scared. And everyone was like, no, don't go to the hospital. Like, you'll be okay. Like, obviously a lot nicer than that, but everyone was like, no, like you don't need to. It's okay. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. And I had to get on a flight the next day. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to be in the middle of the flight and like like feeling like I can't breathe and then I can't go anywhere. I ended up falling asleep for a couple hours. The next morning I was still having a hard time breathing. I'm like, should I miss my flight and just go to the hospital? Like, I just didn't know what to do. I'd never been in this situation. I was so scared. But everyone was like, you're going to be okay. Like, obviously, you don't have, like, COVID. Like, you're okay. And it, that was, like, mo- mostly the only symptom you had. Like, you yeah. didn't have a fever or, like, a no, cough or no. anything. No, no. And I... all oh, this was so sad. I... Because when you enter into certain countries, they give you, uh, like, a hotline number kind of thing that you call in case you have any symptoms, like, for the hospital. Right. And I called the hospital, and they couldn't hear me. And I was, like, crying on the phone, and I was like, hi, um, I'm having shortness of breath, and I'm just, like... And they're like, hello, hello. Like, they couldn't hear oh me. It was just God, really... that's so sad. It was really sad. That is um, so sad. Yeah, it was just, it was just not, oh. straight up not having a good time. You poor so thing. So I ended up getting up the next morning and getting on my flight to go to another part of the Philippines to meet my sister. Her flight ended up getting delayed and everything, so she wasn't going to be there for another day. So anyways, I get to Shargao in the Philippines and... I get to my hostel and as soon as I get to my hostel I ask if I or I asked if I could get a ride or I said oh can I rent like a motorbike I had never driven a scooter or anything and I was like can I rent one from my hostel and they're like oh we can just take you there so I'm on the back of some random hospital yeah so I'm on the back of this guy's this random guy that I just met he was like one of the hostel workers I guess on the back of his bike to go to the hospital. I was like, do you know where this is? Like, can you take me there, please? So he took me there. I get into this hospital and obviously, or I guess it was like a clinic. It was like a medical like clinic hospital thing. I don't know. They didn't have any hospitals on this island. It was like more clinics. Right. So I get there. They put me in the room. I start crying right away because I had just been like, I've been alone for so long yeah, and I just didn't I'm know. so scared. Yeah, I'm like... so scared. And she's like, why are you crying? And I'm like, I'm just so scared. Like, I've been having a hard time breathing for over 24 hours now. Like, I don't know what's going on. She's like, well, have you been to China? And I was like, that's not the only way you can contract this. (laughs) Obviously, like, I've been traveling for, like, over two weeks. People, like, can give it to you. So she ended up taking, like, my blood pressure. And it was, if you know anything about blood pressure, it was 160 over 110 when it should be, like, 9 or... 110 over 90 or something like that so my blood pressure I was hypertensive hypertensive I think they gave me blood pressure medication and yeah I'm 24 years old and I eat a like mainly vegan diet and you've never had like blood pressure issues before no I know so she gave me that's a weird solution yeah blood well because my blood pressure was so high so they had to calm it down so she gave me blood pressure medication which I ended up taking for the next like 10 days what she gave me a, a Valium Aww. to calm me down because I was freaking out. And then they put me on an oxygen tank. They never ended up figuring out what was wrong with me. She just wrote on my file, like, essential hypertension or something like that. And since then, it's been three months and I still once in a while have a hard time breathing. Did you figure out? Oh, do you? Yeah. Did they figure out what it was? No. I didn't know that you were still feeling that way. Yeah, I still have been having... uh, The last couple weeks have been fine, but pretty much since then, on and off, I'll have, like, a hard time breathing. Um, 
and I just like kind of accept it for what it is and I know I should get it checked out but obviously my breathing isn't anything serious it could just be anxiety or something but it happens even at random times when I don't have anxiety I don't know so anyways those were my two of my stories from traveling I make it sound like those are pretty like bad stories like just a series of unfortunate events for me but other than those two instances and maybe a few others I had a great time like I was just living my best life honestly what was your favorite area that you visited oh my goodness so hard to say because I really feel like I didn't get to see much of Thailand but the island I did go to Copenhagen I loved it I loved my retreat I was about to actually extend my stay there for like another few days at this retreat but yeah I obviously decided to come home instead that island was beautiful and so like relaxing and then my sister and I went to Bali together and we went to actually this island um, it's called Gili Tea and it's off Lombok which is close to Bali that's where I spent my 24th birthday and it was just like such a there was like nothing to do on the island except just hang out with people and we went mini golfing on my birthday and we went kayaking one day and stuff I had so much fun there like every day was just so fun we were there for like five days and it was just the best time ever we met some like really cool people and just had so much fun so that was a favorite and then when I was in the Philippines the place that I was coming from the five-hour bus ride was called El Nido Mm -hmm. on the island of Palawan because Thailand is so like well-traveled and they have quite a bit of I guess air pollution and stuff so you can't see it's not as clear of a like when you're looking out so the Philippines is just absolutely stunning it's obviously a lot of people do go to the Philippines and it is more well-traveled in the last couple of years but obviously not as much as Thailand so They just have a lot like less pollution on some of the islands and it was just so beautiful. I met some really cool people there too and I stayed in like a beautiful hostel with like a rooftop pool and it was just so beautiful. Like just I like can't say enough good things. Like if you ever get the opportunity to go to the Philippines, I 10 out of 10 recommend it because it's like truly just gorgeous. Like everywhere you go is like so beautiful. So that's awesome. I loved it there. Um, so it's hard to choose just one place. I feel like I loved everywhere so much. I just had so much fun. Did you have a chance to go to any of the like markets or night markets or anything? That was like no. a big thing when me and Dylan went to Thailand. Yeah. I that being really big. I do know like that's a big thing in Thailand. The problem with when I was in Thailand, so the way I was traveling, like obviously I met people, but when I was in Thailand, I was... I never, like, met, like, a solid group of people where I could, like, travel around. I also wasn't there for long enough. So I never, being, like, a solo female traveler, I never went out at night by myself. So I would never go to the night markets or anything, really. I did go to, like, some markets during the day, and that was interesting. But Mm. I had to be, like, careful, obviously, being by myself. I didn't want to... I didn't go out at night too much. Um, Like, if I did, it would just be, like, to next door if I had to go to, like, the 7-Eleven or something yeah so I did I yeah I tried not to go out unless I was with people that I trusted and I'm sure I'm sure it would have been fine like the people in Southeast Asia like I never felt unsafe so if you're listening to this and you ever want to solo travel as a female I highly recommend it the people in Southeast Asia are absolutely like the nicest yeah I never felt unsafe obviously you have to be careful and you have to be cautious of the people you meet and watching your drinks and all that kind of stuff but yeah I never felt unsafe I felt like very comfortable everyone I met like that lived there was so sweet and and yeah you end up meeting people anyways so I had a unique experience with the markets when I went there oh did you well okay so fun we went to lots of them yeah so fun um you find such like unique stuff super cool banana pancakes so good you could always get those at the market so good but one one of the ones that we went to this was in phuket we went to one of the famous night markets it was a really big one and they had like donuts there 
which was really unusual to see like when we were traveling thailand that wasn't like a food that we ever saw yeah so we're like oh that's so cool like it was like donuts and pastries so we're like oh that's really cool like we should get a few and we can like have them for breakfast tomorrow so we grabbed a couple of them so like dylan chose i think like one or two and like i chose one so then the next morning we like wake up in our room we're just like hanging out whatever and i'm like oh i'm gonna like try my little donut so i literally like this is the first thing i had had that morning it was supposed to be like a boston cream kind of deal mm-hmm. and i bite into the donut and it was filled with mayonnaise <gasps> like i'm not joking like it wasn't like something that tasted like mayonnaise it was filled with may like straight up mayonnaise did you just spit it out i literally almost threw up like i spit it out i was like gagging <laughs> because i was shocked like yeah. i did not expect well yeah it. you'd be surprised and not that you don't like mayo but just like that much mayo at once and then you oh, weren't expecting in a donut it. yeah yeah and if anyone has traveled like thailand i know that our experience was that they put mayonnaise on like so much stuff Really? Yeah, we got, like, pizza, Yeah. and instead of giving you, like, ranch, they would give you mayonnaise. Right, yeah. Or what else? Like, there was, before the donut experience, there was already a couple times where we were like, oh, that's mayonnaise, like, didn't realize, oh. but I did not expect it to be, like, in a freaking cream-filled donut. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's so really funny. Gross. That was the only bad experience I had with food from a night market. Everything else was so good. I'm pretty sure mayonnaise is, like, more... For people in other parts of the world, it's, like, more of a staple for them. Like, I'm pretty... Really? If I remember correctly, when I was in the Philippines, these people that I had met, we went out for pizza, and I'm pretty sure they, like, dipped their pizza, like you were just saying, in mayonnaise. In mayonnaise. Yeah. Maybe it is more common than I realized. I don't know. In other parts of the world. Yeah, it, maybe it is. That's um, really disgusting. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to go through that. But that's like just kind of part and parcel of the experience. The experience. And yeah. that's something that I was really nervous about when I would get, when I would be ordering in Thailand, like I'd order pad thai. And I wanted to make sure they weren't going to put chicken or something right. in it. Obviously, like pad thai, tofu pad thai is like really popular, so it's yeah. not that weird, but... I was really nervous that if I asked for, like, no chicken or something, that I'd end up eating chicken by accident. Yeah. Uh, Luckily, that never happened, but that was something that I was really afraid to, yeah, like, I didn't want to eat any, obviously, I didn't want to eat any meat, and I didn't want to accidentally eat any meat. That's the nice thing about Southeast Asia, too, is that um, I feel like it's so easy to be, like, vegetarian or vegan. Yeah, yeah, I definitely found that. The main cuisine in the Philippines is, I could be wrong, but I think it's like chicken adobo, I think that's what it's called, and um, rice. So it's usually some kind of meat and some kind of rice that was a cuisine, or like part of their cuisine that I noticed a lot on menus, mm-hmm. and obviously I didn't eat any of that. I did find a few like vegan versions of it, so I did try like try their vegan version. So right. I ended up eating like a lot of Americanized kind of foods and I ate some of the best meals I had ever eaten in the Philippines like we had Greek food Thai food oh, wow. um we had like burgers and stuff so obviously I wasn't embracing the culture but then when I went to Indonesia and Thailand I ate like mainly their cuisine yeah um which would be like noodles or rice dishes and stuff because they had like obviously I can get it with tofu and stuff and it yeah. was vegetarian for me so yeah the food there was so good So when you were, like, right before you came home, I remember at that point we were still thinking, because me and you wanted to do a trip to, like, Arizona. Yeah. And I remember we were still planning that, like, as you were on your way home. Yeah, because we we thought it would be okay if we, like, went went to the States. Yeah, which obviously, like... Now we know that's obviously, we can't do that. Yeah, the borders (laughs) are closed and we can barely even, like go to each other's houses let alone going go on a trip but we have been on like quite a few trips together and I would love to go on like another I know trip that would be so fun yeah we've done like uh we've done Vegas a couple times we've done Mexico I mean we're gonna do Arizona hopefully we can still do that sometime yeah do we have any fun and festive stories from our travels that would be funny for people I mean, the first trip we ever went on together was back in the day, S-Trip. So that was like a grad trip. That was when we were in grade 12. That was so much fun, like such a fun trip. Yeah, it was spring break of 12th grade and 
it was all the schools in like the town we grew up in all the 12th graders that wanted to go on the trip could pay I think it was like two thousand dollars honestly which is kind of expensive to go to Mexico but with that it was like all your flights and accommodations and then also you had leaders so we had like a few different leaders who would be like on the trip with us yeah and we had to check in with them three times a day and honestly oh I forgot about the check-in and you just had to like just to make sure that you were still alive but like honestly putting a bunch of 17 and 18 year olds in Mexico (laughs) bad idea yeah (laughs) not very responsible it was so much fun but I definitely think yeah like it was fun because nobody was like mature or responsible enough to be doing that. Yeah. So it felt like a bunch of kids just like on vacation. A lot of people got like bad tattoos. Yeah, it was super out of control. Super fun. It that was, was our so first fun. trip together. And that's when I discovered tequila sunrises for the first time, which oh. has really served me well over the past. It How has. long ago was that? Like six years ago? Seven yeah. years ago. Six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was so fun. That was first trip Kayla and I ever went on together. And I guess that probably was when we realized that we travel well together and like can do that kind of thing. And then we've gone to, yeah, Vegas a couple times. We went, we've talked about this a little bit before, but we went for my 23rd birthday. So last year. And then we went September 2017 for a bachelorette party. Vegas is a ton of fun. I've been trying to take Dylan there. Like, I think it would be really fun to go, like, as a couple as well. But it's just, it's, Vegas is basically, like, a Disneyland for adults. Yeah, it It, is. It's just, like, a playground. So much to do. So much exciting stuff. And, like, you just get to walk the strip. It's so sunny and, like. Yeah, you can just, like, drink as you walk. And it's just so much fun. Yeah, so much fun. Yeah, it really is Disneyland for adults. Even though Disneyland is still fun as an adult, I went a couple years ago and it was still Yeah, so I would be fun. down. My most, like, this is awful, but my most memorable memory from the, our most recent trip to Vegas isn't even anything that happened. It's, like, on the flight back. Because when we were all together, because it was a bunch of us girls, there was, it was like an odd number so one of us yeah, there kept, was seven of us yeah so one of us kept having to be like sat separately from the group every time when we flew there and when we flew back so when we flew back I was separate from the group and the lady next to me okay so first off first of all we were partying all night before we got on this flight back home yes so we all got one hour of sleep some yeah. of us didn't get any sleep at all <laughs> yeah so I'm running off one hour of sleep. I'm hungover, but I'm trying to like rally. I have my iced coffee. I have a breakfast sandwich in my bag that I like really can't wait to eat. And then I get on this flight and the lady next to me, it was her first time in Vegas. I think she was probably like 30 or 35 maybe. She had her face already in the barf bag and she's just dry heaving. Oh Like no. as soon as I get there and I'm just like, oh fuck. So oh I, I sit down, literally all I want to do is like eat my freaking breakfast sandwich in peace. And she's like dry heaving and almost puking and her husband is like telling me how it's like her first time in Vegas oh. and all of this stuff. Oh my God. Like that's just the most like poignant memory that I have. Well, I'm, I'm really glad we went to Vegas for you to be on the flight home. I know. And, and like, that's your most prominent memory. What is, Kate, honestly, I feel like you have the worst luck flying home from places. When we were flying home from Mexico in 12th grade, someone oh was, my God. <laughs> tell that story. <laughs> okay, yeah. So one of the guys on the trip was really having a wild time the whole time we were there. So I ended up being sat next to him. I don't know why I wasn't sitting next to you, Lo. For some reason, that's who I was sitting next to on the way back. And he was just, like, out of control. I take gravel because I already... Which... great that I was sitting next to someone who's like dry heaving but I already get really nauseous when I fly yeah so I take gravel and he was like oh like what are you taking like can I have some and I'm like it's not drugs like it's yeah I mean it is drugs yeah but but it's it's gravel so I gave him one and then he started acting like he was tripping out and he's like whoa like what did you give me man like (laughs) what is this and I'm like it's gravel like what <laughs> you never had something that made you drowsy yeah sir. so and then he i mean it wasn't that bad he then just passed out for the rest of the flight 
So it was actually pretty convenient. And then but... he didn't try and talk to you the whole time. Yeah, but it was pretty funny. So yeah, those are kind of like some of the um, travel stories that we had. I'm sure we could probably think of some more eventually, but those are just a few the more appropriate ones that we can tell that aren't too rowdy. I mean, Kayla and I aren't that rowdy of people, but obviously we're not going to share every little thing that we've done on our our excursions. Or what we've experienced. Or what we've experienced. Others do. Yeah, what we've seen happen. I guess we can talk a bit about what else we've been up to in the last like few months. Like, what we've been doing in quarantine. Yeah, yeah. what's been keeping you sane throughout this whole quarantine? Like, oh. I know that it's been crazy. Yeah. I mean, especially for you, like, the first couple of weeks, you were really diligent, but, like, literally just staying in your room. Yeah. And then it's not like you are able to, like, you're not having an office job that you're going to, mm-hmm. and, like, you're, you know, so how have you been surviving staying in the house so much um barely surviving (laughs) honestly so we live in raincouver where it's just since i've been home actually no that's not true since i've been home we've had some nice days but i just haven't like gone outside too much the first two weeks obviously i wasn't able to leave the house and i barely wanted to leave my room because i just didn't want to get my parents sick not that i thought i was sick but that's just Just the the government orders so i'd wear a mask everywhere in my house other than my bedroom and i pretty much just stayed there like the whole two weeks and then since i was actually doing fairly well in the beginning of quarantine so the two weeks like yeah i was very disappointed that i had to leave my my trip early but I was like happy to be home and safe but then I feel like over time things just I think everyone kind of went has been going through this you just get kind of sick of obviously everything that's going on like I couldn't see my friends or I'd see my friends from like we do like the car parking lot thing a couple times or you know sitting on a blanket like far away from your friends yeah I have just been doing honestly not much I was pretty in the beginning I was like okay I'm gonna make a routine like I want to work out every day I want to meditate every day I want to read and learn something and like do like online courses to like learn things because I wasn't learning anything Mm and I'm not in school anymore so so some of the things that I've been doing I wrote down (laughs) I said what what I've been doing during quarantine other than crying a lot which I have been doing a lot of crying I feel like I just yeah I mean I'm a pretty emotional person as is but I yeah I feel like there's been quite a few tears but it's all good it's just frustrating obviously and I'm very happy like every all the rules that are in place like I'm not I'm not upset that we can't go and see our friends and stuff like that well like I am upset but it's for good reason I'm not you know trying to like go against what they're ordering us to do like I get it but it is it's disappointing there's been a lot of disappointment personally I've had quite a few disappointing things happen like I cut my trip early Lauren we get it stop saying that (laughs) um I don't get a university graduation right I was supposed to go on a like family trip in July to Nova Scotia we were supposed to have like a family reunion we haven't had one in 20 years Wow! so it was gonna be like a huge family reunion like everyone's gonna fly to Nova Scotia and that got canceled obviously (laughs) and I feel like when I was traveling I like especially in the end when I was at my yoga retreat I had really, like, gotten into, like, a more, like, spiritual headspace. And then as soon as I come home, like, you get back right into the same unhealthy habits and routines and, like, just doing things, like, that I was doing before. So I feel like everything that I learned while I was traveling had just been undone almost. Like, I feel like I was getting into, like, a a good headspace when I was traveling. And then, yeah, I come home and it just kind of, like, all goes away because I'm back to where I was before. Right. But... Anyways, besides that, there have been some good parts of quarantine. I've been reading a lot. As I mentioned in the intro, I read that book in two days. I've read like quite a, f- I think I've read like four books or something like that during quarantine, which is pretty good. I read every single morning, which is nice. I have my coffee, my breakfast, Aww. and I sit in my office or I sit outside if it's nice enough and I just read and 
because I don't really have that's anything really nice. else to do. That's so. a nice way to start your day. Yeah, it really is. I just scroll through really... TikTok for like three hours. That's good too. <laughs> I think whatever whatever makes you happy, like do that. Um, um, a skill that I've picked up, I guess, is cooking more. So I went from six weeks of being in Asia and eating every meal, having prepared for me. And then I came home and when my mom picked me up from the airport, she said, yeah, we're not getting, your dad and I decided we're not getting takeout. So I s- assumed that meant that included me. I was also too scared to go get takeout. Oh, I, like to try to be safe? Yeah. Well, I was afraid of going to restaurants and getting takeout, like th- worrying, like what is, what is their sanitary, Right. you know? So I just thought, oh, I'll just make every meal at home. I'm yeah. at home anyways. So but husband. is that why your parents decided? Yeah. Oh. We've all reverted back to getting takeout again. Yeah. <laughs> because it just... But at the beginning, yeah. that makes sense yeah. because you don't know what's yeah. safe and what's not safe, like what you're supposed to be doing. So I get that. Exactly. Yeah. So so for the first six weeks of being home, I made every single meal at home, like three meals a day at home, which for me, if you know anything about me, I would pretty much like before that eat out at least once a day. Yeah. And like, I'm not good at cooking. I don't really like cooking, but I learned how to make some of my favorite meals at home. Like I learned how to make some bomb ass Indian food. I made some bomb ass Thai food. You know, stuck to my original things with tofu and zucchini and stuff. But yeah, I was able to kind of learn some new things. And I learned that I can make my favorite foods at home too. I don't always have to go out and buy them. Even though it is nice to have someone prepare it for you. I learned how many dishes I use (sighs) when I'm cooking at home all the time. Yeah. It's an abomination. Like, I don't know if anyone is just as shocked as me. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's a constant dishes. Our fridge is always stocked, though, which is nice. I feel like I I go, like, once a week and do, like, a big grocery shop, and I feel like our fridge is always stocked, so it was never that stocked before. Yeah, and just, like, learning to slow down, I guess, and just spending time at home all the time. Yeah. Also became big into house party and FaceTiming. I feel like that's been very common for me to do because that's a good way to yeah keep in touch yeah because you can't really like I don't know see people too much so I don't love obviously love facetiming I'd rather like face-to-face conversations but you know it's it's served me over the last bit hopefully I don't have to do it for too much longer and I think that things are starting to look up a little bit yeah yeah I really hope that this the phases plan that they have is successful. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously the summer won't be the same as it was last year or anything, but I think it'll be, it'll be okay. I think we can manage. Yeah. And then other than Netflix and TikTok and sleeping, like the normal things, I guess, I haven't really like, done, I've been trying to work out a bit. Yeah. It's hard. I miss spin class. Yeah, I know. I've done a bit of working out from home, and it's just hard. Like, I enjoy it, but it's really hard to get motivated. Mm -hmm. I've always been a big, like, just gym gal. Like, I'll just go to the gym, like, by myself, you know, put my headphones in, just zone out, and, like, do my thing there. And I've done that always because it's so hard to motivate yourself if you're not, if you don't drive yourself to the gym, get in, and get changed, then, like, you can't, you know not do it maybe this is a good opportunity for me to learn some self-discipline I know that's what I've been trying to do yeah like, learn a little bit of discipline but also not being too hard on myself for sure if I don't feel like I mean besides working out if I don't feel like doing something I'm I don't want to force myself you know to do that I'm just trying to be easier on myself yeah so yeah those are kind of like some of the things that I've been doing during quarantine it's obviously not been that productive or anything but that's fine it is what it is like I just have just been taking it day by day and yeah what have you been up to I mean I feel like I always say like I feel like I've had it fairly easy not to say that it hasn't been a struggle for me as well because it has but compared to others like I still work I mean basically full-time my hours were shorter for I think like two weeks Mm -hmm. and aside from that I've still been working full-time I've been able to go to my office two to three days a week and then I've been working the rest from home and I also like live with my partner and he's still like 
you know, operating as normal. He still works full time. So I feel like for me, like I'm aware of that privilege. I also like have my own, you know, place where we have like a yard and we have, you know, lots of space to do things and like get outside. So I'm very aware that like a lot of people, you know, maybe live alone and they live in an apartment and don't have a balcony and that would make it, I think, really hard or they live with multiple other people. Like there's lots of situations that are more of a struggle than mine. So I feel really, really lucky the situation that I'm in. So it hasn't been that bad in that sense, but I definitely like I miss my friends. I miss my family. Just now, like, this is the first time I've seen Lauren in quite a while. It's It's been pretty manageable. I do feel like my sleep schedule has gotten so messed up. I've oh, been yeah. up so late, and it's so hard to wake up in the morning. And it's just weird. Like, it's weird, you know, not being able to go to the gym or go to spin class or go to whatever, go out for dinner or browse home sense like some of us love to do um really would kill to browse home sense right now Mm -hmm. and just the weird like it's so crazy how humans are such creatures of habit Mm -hmm. because it just seems so crazy that it gets to us so much that we can't do the things we used to do because like I'm still fine like you know I have things I can do at home there's always lots to keep you busy but it just is so it's hard it's hard to just not be able to do the things you're used to and like follow your usual routine and even yeah I was really looking forward to doing a little trip with Lauren like we were planning on Arizona Uh, that didn't end up happening I'm really hoping that things are going to clear up like I do have some plans for travel in November so I'm hoping that that will be possible a lot of people I've talked to have said that they're expecting another wave around that time so yeah I guess we'll just have to wait and see I'm not too much of a planner so I'm kind of just taking things as they come Mm -hmm. but yeah I mean I'm glad I downloaded TikTok but I also regret it because I have really fallen down the wormhole it's really an addiction it's an it's a true addiction like I might have to delete it But yeah, that's one of the things that's been keeping me busy during isolation. Uh, Aside from that, like, yeah, Netflix, been doing some journaling. What else? Yeah, like, I've obviously, I think everyone has been, like, cooking more. I have been doing that as well. Got our espresso machine set up, so I'm Mm. lattes every day. Chef's kiss, honestly. Beautiful (laughs) iced coffee, and it's delicious. Yeah. I know you've been doing, like, some evaluating of what's Oh, for sure. Like, that's a big... A big part of what's been going on for me during everything. Like, it's a lot of internal. And I think that, yeah, like you said, like, or like your psychic said, I guess, that for everyone, I think a lot of shifts are happening right now. Mm -hmm. But it, it can be hard. I've had a couple of really hard days when you're just left alone with your own thoughts for so long and you don't have any of, like, the vices and distractions that you usually have. Like, if I'm not feeling great, I would usually, whatever, go to the gym or... You know, I'd usually go see a friend and it's like, okay, well, I can't do those things now. So once you're kind of like just sitting alone with your own thoughts, I mean, yeah, it really, it can be really hard, but I think for me, it's also been really beneficial and I've definitely been thinking a lot about my life and kind of made some pivotal changes and yeah, yeah. I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah, I think I've been talking to quite a few people and I think everyone has kind of you know, just, it's the year of realizing stuff, as Kylie Jenner would say. Yeah. <laughs> this is obviously not at all what anyone expected 2020 to be like. Now, is 2020 still better than 2019? Kind of, yeah. I'm still having a better time in 2020 than I was in 2019. Obviously, it's hard, but I think this will will come out on the other side stronger and more appreciative of the things that we have and the people in our lives and the things that we always took maybe for granted like seeing your friends or going to the grocery store normally all those kinds of things so yeah yeah, I think there are a lot of positives to this obviously there's a lot that has had to happen for us to find these positives obviously like for a lot of people it's been heartbreaking and everyone's kind of suffered some kind of disappointment or just a loss of some kind and I hope people come out of this kinder and just more supportive of one another 
And, Me too. Yeah. I feel like I have already seen that. I mean, obviously not everyone, mm-hmm. but I feel like I have already seen that as a general shift. And also people are thinking a lot more about supporting local businesses. Yeah, all uniting as one, showing appreciation for our healthcare workers. I do feel like there's definitely a mental shift going on and people are becoming more appreciative and more empathetic and supportive. So I really hope that continues. Yeah, me too. But like my my parents keep saying, well, I think mainly my dad keeps saying is people have short memories. Yeah. So although we're always going to remember this, people forget maybe like what how it, felt. how it felt or what they learned. And I just hope that when this is kind of over, people don't jump right back into you know, the way that things used to be because they think that it's important to notice the shifts in who you are and go with that instead of going right back to who you were before. For sure. Yeah. So it's a good time for evaluating and all that kind of stuff. So I think that kind of wraps up like a bit of a catch-up what we've been doing. I know it wasn't, you know, like anything transformative or you didn't learn anything maybe you just heard some interesting stories and um like what we've been doing to stay sane I guess but we're really excited to be back for season two and we're not going to be pre-recording this time we're just going to be doing like a week or two in advance so it'll be more timely I guess it'll be more like relevant to the time and Yeah, I'm really excited for what season two has to come. 11 new episodes for you guys for this season. And we have a lot of exciting ideas of things we want to talk about. Yeah, hopefully we'll have one or two fun guests to have on the season. That's something we really wanted to implement last season, but didn't end up happening. Yeah, I'm really excited for to get back to recording. It felt so good to sit down and like just have a conversation yeah like I just obviously Kayla and I still like talk all the time but just to sit down and record and you know go through the process of podcasting again I'm just really really excited me too to be back so as you guys know we do put out new episodes every Monday at 8 a.m wherever you listen to your podcast so Spotify Apple Stitcher yeah on the anchor app yeah so don't forget to subscribe rate and review the podcast I feel like that really helps us out you know share the podcast with anyone you might think would enjoy it or even if they don't you know (laughs) We also have a podcast Instagram. It's at Two Woke Girls Pod. You can follow that if you ever want updates or we post cute photos. Yeah, like, we'll let you guys know what's coming up that week. Yeah. And yeah, follow that. That will be in the show notes. I think that's everything we want to talk about for today. So thanks for listening to our first episode back in season two. And we'll see you guys next week yeah thanks for listening thanks for listening bye Bye.